Hey there. If you're listening to this episode on the podcast, you can also head over to YouTube and there is a video episode there. the Lovish Podcast, and I'm your host, Sita Hood, a licensed clinical social worker. Each week, I'm going to help you to develop the belief and strategy necessary to make an immediate impact on the world by deep diving into topics like mental wellness, faith, relationships, and love. I should mention before we hop into the show, this is not a substitute for our relationship with a licensed therapist. You ready? Let's get it. In last week's episode, we left off talking about when it was challenging to cultivate joy in the marriage. We talked about finances being an issue when we first started off. Let's jump back into this episode. I think another um, second one um, was hard to cultivate joy in marriage. Like you said, finances. Um, and like they're not following God and just along the lines with not following God, just kind of not knowing your um, purpose, identity, that type of thing. Um, you know, like the Bible said, man, a double minded man is unstable in his all his ways. And some people see them like, man, I'm not. But before you argue it, you got to realize it's unstable. Is I mean, you can slip on a, a small pebble while you're walking and you can be unstable for a moment. So it's not about the magnitude of, of what you consider to be unstable, but just the fact that you not uh latched on and not in tune and so not knowing who i am as you know says man a lot of these things come from you. your father never told you told you who you were uh his father never told him and so you got all this coming into now you're married and then it's like action not too much prescript um so just the identity of a man and then the importance of knowing that and then the man of god and really realizing honestly when it comes down to it that a man you know what I'm saying? Of God is that's what you need to be. You know, that's what that's that's the only way to really benefit it because now you're looking at things from a spiritual aspect as well as a physical one. Just being a man on paper, you know, that that's you know, that's uh it's ways it's, it leaves a lot of room for inerrancy. And, yeah, and um so so like I say, you know, I think it's identity is everything because the the fact that uh what is that? <laughs> Just go ahead, I'm I'm gonna talk after you get done. I was just saying. <laughs> I know means. Recover. Recover. Okay, okay, okay. That's what identity um, is everything, like I said. Just, it's, it's different between being a man and a man of God. Um, just, the, just the insight you have on things. Uh, for family, you know what I'm saying? Demonic attacks and a lot of things that, you know, a uh, normal man won't see. So I think that that was that definitely caused a lot of uh, lack of joy. Just going through aimlessly, kind of not really walking in the full purpose that, you know, I was born born walking to king status still like that 
stuff like that. Okay, so before I answer, we are actually going to take a break and have a word from our sponsor for this episode. It's hot. When are you going to stop pretending like you're superwoman? Yes, I know you believe if you don't do it, it won't get done. Take a deep breath and pause with me for a moment here. You're doing too much. You know it and I know it. Let's stop pretending and get you some relief starting today. Do you set weekly wellness goals? If not, you've got to start. No more leaving yourself last on your to-do list. I want you to download the Confident Bay app and start using the weekly wellness tracker now. It's 100% free to use and it comes with a digital journal to help you process thoughts and feelings on the go. You can even meet a tribe of like-minded women inside of Bay's Digital Cafe. I'm serious. Take off your cape, take a deep breath, and download the app at thepinkemerald.com forward slash app or hit the link in the show notes. I believe that every woman is handcrafted to make a unique impact on the world. I believe that women are born with their purpose deeply rooted inside of them. They only need to unlock it. I see you today. I see you waiting for other people to tell you what your life's purpose is and how to get there. I see you walking around feeling utterly exhausted and drained from supporting everyone around you. You have literally achieved so much, but you never stop to celebrate because it just doesn't feel like enough. You don't even tell people that you're walking around struggling to exist. What if you could unlock not only your life purpose, but the strategy to help you walk boldly into your next season? Would you be brave enough to take the leap? I'm Sita Hood, a licensed clinical social worker, and I want to invite you to join me at the Pink Emerald Retreat, where I help innovative women just like you to unlock their purpose and step boldly into the next season of their lives. At this intimate weekend retreat, you're going to learn how to speak with authority to show up boldly in any environment, to walk more confidently embracing your God-given identity, to develop life strategies that keep you productive in any season of life. We're talking big picture and day-to-day life here and so much more. Not to mention, you will have a private room complete with a soaker tub and other amazing amenities, discount services at the on-site spa and access to nearby attractions in one of the most prominent suburbs of Illinois. Ready to book your luxury stay? Register now at thepinkemerald.com forward slash retreat or click the link in the show notes. We're back. (laughs) Okay. uh, The second example when it was hard for me to cultivate uh, joy in the marriage was Honestly, us learning our roles outside of what other people defined for us, like our the way that our family would function. Um, you know, I'm it's like amazing that I'm able to talk about this right now. But uh one of the things that was like super important for me is I saw myself uh being a really cohesive part of this co-parenting thing with you and your daughter's mother. But that's just not really 
how she wanted it to be or how, you know, she expected it to be. And honestly, I was like trying to function in that way for a long time. So when I finally got the realization that it wouldn't be like I wanted it to be or like I had anticipated it to be, that crushed me. It crushed me for a long time. And um, as a result of that, I remember you and I had more arguments. Um, I, I, just, I just felt really out of place with a lot of stuff because um, my first response for people is usually uh, to nurture them, you know, in whatever capacity I do that. You know, sometimes nurturing is a uh, listening ear. Sometimes it's making a meal. Sometimes it's bringing a gift or something like that. And so I felt like I had lost my place and uh, where I belong. So that was that was very challenging. And I would be remiss, I feel like, if we didn't bring up uh, the dynamics of a blended family and how challenging that is, because I think it's easy to see like all these curated lives on social media and be like, oh, they're the perfect blended family or this or that. Like, But in reality, it was kind of a challenge at certain points and it still can get a, a little bit challenging. But, you know, I think that us as a couple, we've grown so much and have come so far um, just as a result of like navigating through that conflict. So, yeah. um, but now I want to transition to the part that y'all been waiting on, which is how to actually cultivate joy in the marriage. So, um, uh, I thought it would be interesting to ask each other these questions. <laughs> uh, I I think if we could kind of summarize what we've said so far before we kind of jump into this is um, cultivating joy for me. And you can, you know, kind of summarize what you want to say on this part. Cultivating joy for me is about getting to know the other person, getting to know their expectations of you and um, really just giving it time. I think so much of what happens in today's society is rushed. Um, like my mother-in-law always says, we like a microwave generation. Like we want stuff like popcorn. We want it super quick. And in reality, life just doesn't work that way. You have to build up to that. You have to develop you know, things within you in order to be able to handle what it is you praying for all the time. So that that's that would be the way I would summarize it. What about you? I say, and for, and for me, <laughs> um, for me, like I said, it's just all about identity. Um, and, and just, you know, being being definitely, definitely uh, still and in a, in a place of humility to be able to hear the Holy Spirit, to have a relationship with God for one. And then, you know, know that once you have a relationship and then the gift is the Holy Spirit and that you can hear, you asking God, you know, to speak, you know, he, he will speak. And, and then that's just, that's like such a benefit because now, you know, you're going exactly what, you know, the Lord of this earth was saying, you know what I'm saying? He made all of us. So he, you know, um, and then following him and just, you know, that's when you get your identity, you know, when the one that made you, how's you just, you get it. Uh, it's not situations, it's not people, it's not territories, it's not whatever the case. That's not, those are just things that happen, but that's not who defines you. You know what I'm saying? That's not who you are. So I just think knowing you are 100%, being around people that's like mindedness, you know what I'm saying? They think the same, they know they all don't have it together, but knowing that we all on this, you know, this path, you know, what we see now is a poor, poor reflection, like the word says, but later it was a clear one. So I just think being around that type of atmosphere and environment, um, 
help a cultivator hold to the more joy than like what I had going on for myself. Okay. Shut up. What's the number one thing I do to bring a smile to your face? <laughs> yes, yeah, the most important question. Oh, number, the number one thing you do to bring a smile to my face. <laughs> Like a genuine smile, okay. Uh, You're doing it now, but this is this. I'm talking about the full ha ha ha, the teeth laugh. <laughs> it could be, it could be a joke, but that's temporary. Joy you stole my answer. Joy to me that you bring to light my whole everything up. Um, you know, food that you whenever, food. You, whenever you cook. <laughs> no, really, when you cook, and you, especially certain meals you cook, I know they for me when you do that. Um, attention. Um, any type of touch, I'm okay with it. Even when you touch on your face or whatever, or you know, being close to me, that's cool. <laughs> and just being vulnerable and sweet. <laughs> sweet. I gotta keep you vulnerable and sweet. Because yep. what? <laughs> <laughs> you see, uh, Who? I said, you'll see, uh, back to turn Razorback real fast. <laughs> if y'all know the Razorback is, please Google it. Um, but nah, yeah, you just. <laughs> Yeah, you you being you for me is is what brings my face. Okay. Uh, I was gonna say when you make me laugh, like that was one of the things that really captivated me and made me fall in love with you because I had never met somebody that was just as dumb as me. Oh my god. <laughs> And if you like laughing and jokes, you know exactly what I mean. I don't mean dumb in the sense of like stupid or lacking knowledge, but literally, if you have been around either of us, you know, most of our friends be like, oh my God, you're so stupid. (laughs) And that's to Marlon and to me, you know, his family say that, his friends say that all the time, you know, my friends say that. And so, I knew that me and my siblings were like uber goofy growing up, like always cracking jokes and saying stuff. We get that from my daddy. And when I met him, first of all, he reminded me so much of my daddy just in general. My father had passed away in uh, June and I met him in August, which was like, dang. But he reminded me so much of my daddy. And then he was also funny. And it was just like that. I really feel like that's why we had like an instant connection. Like even now we be, we be going in on the jokes. Like <laughs> we got our own, our own jokes and stuff, you know, even be getting our kids. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> okay. That's real. <laughs> All right. So what would you say to other couples trying to cultivate joy? That's easy. Since we just rolling, I got this one. Uh, no, honestly, uh, it's like sounding like beating a dead horse, but honestly, I would say to any couple, it's even to the couple, it's still individual. So I would say to the man, because I really, you know, I can, you know, to the sister, I can say so much, but to the man, know who you are, know your worth, all before you want to come and pour yourself out to a woman. Because what you pour out is going to be. It's not gonna be what it, it's not gonna be what it's intended to be because you have or you're not full or it's a little bit sick over here or a little bit. No matter what she says or does or looks like or says again and again and again, that you are okay. Um, we wear a lot of hats, and even when they think they know, 
they don't know. I mean, hats we wear and the mind state of a man that it takes to go out. That might come at you at all. That it takes to go out <laughs> and provide. I'm just not speaking to the man because, you know, we don't we don't have that. I, I, what speaks to our man is songs and, and game. You know what I'm saying? That, that's what speaks to the man. But like on a real man, the man, know that, you know what I'm saying? Know your worth. And if you don't, give somebody that can speak to you and put that in you because those are, you know, those are the words that you need to keep to go go and thrive. Your life and death is in the power of the tongue. The things you say, you speak, you know, that's, that stuff is real. So know all that. Know who you are before you come and try to, you know, conjoin yourself because you become one, you know. So what you're giving her is, is what you got going on. So you want to have a lot going on in the right way to give it to her. I'm speaking from experience. I know I am coming around. <laughs> that's, <laughs> but, you you know, are. That's, that's you are. That's, that's it. Man. Know your worth. And then, I just started and laughing right. because uh, when you talk about men not knowing how many hats women wear, I'm like, yeah, it's mutual because we be feeling like y'all don't know how many hats we wear. If it's just something I just said was a commission. <laughs> know your worth. Still know it. <laughs> <laughs> okay. <laughs> but nobody said it's gonna be easy, fellas. Call me. <laughs> Jeez. So uh my answer would be um to either one to really try and understand the other person's heart and then to try to understand their heart for you. So it's not going to always be, like he said, easy. You're not going to always be able to clearly see, like, why would this dude do this? Or why would she do this? Like, that don't even make no sense. But also, like he said earlier, you know, we have baggage that we come with. Whether we are aware of that baggage or not aware of the baggage, it still plays a role in how we show up in our relationships. So when you can take a second to really just be mindful and see beyond the action and try to understand, okay, so his heart for me was X, Y, Z versus what my trauma lens has showed me. You know, that's That's a completely different perspective. Like if I have had these things happen in the past and then here he come doing it, not knowing that it's going to be easy for me to believe that he does not have a heart for me, but really you got to look beyond. And like he said, it's not just for the fellas, but, Everybody come to the relationship whole healed or even in the process of knowing that you have to go to God to be healed, go to God to become whole. Like, you know, um, I feel like we used to see is a marriage is 50 percent here, 50 percent there. No, it's really both people giving 100 percent because they're going to mess up. You know what I'm saying? Like you have to try you. You're going to mess up. You know what I'm saying? But if you're trying and you're giving it a hundred, you know, as best you can throughout different seasons, it's the best you got. <laughs> yeah. All right. And now we're going to transition into some guest questions that only you answer. What <laughs> makes you feel inspired to be your best self? What makes me feel inspired to be my best self? <laughs> best self. <laughs> Um, I thought, okay, now I think I understand the question. What makes me feel inspired to be how I would like to be? I guess best self is the way. Honestly, when I leave out the house in the morning and I go to work and I think about my family and think about all y'all, what makes me feel inspired to be, I guess, my best self at work and just throughout the whole day is just knowing that I, they stay sleeping good, they're straight, they're gonna get up, they're gonna be in school. Ain't no issues. As long as y'all safe, y'all got what you need. You know what I'm saying? Y'all eating and getting gas. Now, 
as long as everybody cool, then I can focus on what I need to focus on. So when I get off, I ain't got to worry about none of that other stuff. So really, y'all, man, um, Max, Milani, Zion, and you uh, help me feel, be inspired to be my best self. And then like stuff like little notes in the morning that sometimes you might leave or like text or any of that type of stuff. I don't know why. It just it just helps me to keep going. So, um, yeah, okay. it helps me a lot. All right. What does it mean to show real love to somebody in your perspective? Because obviously the show is the Lovish Podcast and Lovish talks about how it's easy for us to show versions, half-hearted versions of love. So from your perspective, what does it mean to show real love to somebody? Somebody. Or you. Somebody. To show I mean, real it could love be somebody. It could be me. It could be a coworker. It could be literally... Co-work is definitely scenario basis. Uh, <laughs> um, but what it means to show to show real love to somebody, real love to somebody, what it means, what does it look like? I would say, honestly, it starts with transparency of yourself. Um, because you're saying real. So that's can't get any realer than that. Um and love is just hundred percent uh selflessness. Can't be selfish with this thing, whether it be you really physically giving somebody something or whether you be knowing you need to tell somebody that this is why I messed up with half my life and you can do better. But see, when you hold that back, that's not really love because now you're just stripping of benefiting so many more years of progression before, you know, um, he can even go off to live his life. So real love is being transparent, um, being selfless. And like I said, I always go back with knowing, you know, the Lord and say, you know, Jesus Christ, whether you left him, you know what I'm saying? Or whether, whatever case is, but you have a relationship where you never left him, you know what I'm saying? He said he would never leave you, no forsake you. So just knowing um, those two, I think, is true real love, man. That's what I say. Okay. What is one big dream that you have that you wish was a reality? Well, my dreams now will... At this point, most of them will be a reality. Um, what I wish I, you know, the whole wishing, I think I, it's like a stage in my life where I, I wished and it didn't have, that's over with. But reality, now the reality of that, um, I just want to just, if I could do anything, just be be stronger than I've ever been before with the Lord. Being more bolder, you know what I'm saying? Knowing that the time we're living in, you know what I'm saying? The souls are perishing and I'm sitting around. I've seen a lot of people die die before me. Mm-hmm. Um, so that's one of my biggest dreams: just to not ever um, take another soul for granted by being too scared or worried or fearful or whatever the case is that hold me back from speaking the truth about it. You know what I'm saying? So that's what I would say. Okay. What makes you laugh? <laughs> I, <laughs> Yes, it's a broad question, but it's a good question. One of my biggest models is, man, if, if I don't have to be serious in life, I won't be, and I don't want to be. And That's so, true. and so, yeah, I, yeah, I, I took y'all time, I cried enough, you know, I got mad a lot, way more than enough. So I always try to laugh whenever I get a chance. Um, so what makes me laugh? I guess peace and comfort, and then that peace and comfort, then I can be relaxed and know I can laugh, and it's okay. Instead of laughing and wait, the police or laughing and wait, my lights off. Laugh. So in peace and all that, you know what I'm saying? I think just being comfortable, you know, being around the warm company of 
you somehow are funny. I gotta tell you, you are funny. I didn't. I, I, I didn't want to give you that. You don't got me, but you got okay. Okay, so um, are you just saying so, I'm funny? You're funny. You're funny. That's it. I, that's I it. do got you though. So is Johnny Carson. <laughs> so I got um, you though. But that's it. Uh, that's what made me laugh. Being around the comfortable. You ain't gonna embarrass me. I ain't gonna embarrass you on a joke. Come on, come on. That's it, though. No, that's it. Okay. Good people. So I want to thank you so very much for being my very first guest on the show. Um, I just want to say for those of you that enjoyed this show, one more question. Where can people find you? How can they get in touch with you if they want to really learn what you be on, follow you, talk to you, hear what projects you may have that are coming out? <laughs> this one here. You started to blur out. I got you. You're right. Um, I don't really do much, but uh, I am walking into the light. Um, I do have an Instagram. It's Mac the Welder. Um, I showcase most of my work there. You know, just my small business. I'm trying to uh, construct this something bigger. But I'm also working on a, um, another one. It's going to be Mac the Man on instagram i'm gonna keep instagram uh for now um and that's going just more of an uh, insight into my life who i am uh and i love music you know what i'm saying i love working for myself too um and my people my family my kids all that stuff so it's gonna be more of a uh you know a step into my life it can't be in the background forever um like i said being transparent being real so that's what i'm working on now um music and just yeah mac the man on instagram is coming soon but mac the welder is already up check me out mck T-H-E-W-E-L-D-R. Okay, so basically, if y'all want to know when Mac the Man comes out, follow (laughs) Mac the Welder, and I'm sure he'll make an announcement on that page. Um, So just as a really quick recap for this show, I want to thank you so much for joining me in today's episode. We talked about uh, how I met Husband here. We talked about how you need to be friends with somebody first and establish a relationship like that before you can jump to trying to cultivate joy and how you have to consider, you know, the different baggage that each person comes to and how each of you should come to the relationship as whole as possible and recognizing that you are in the process of healing. And we also talked about several different ways to cultivate joy And then we ended asking Mr. Mac some questions. So if you enjoyed today's episode, share the love, share with your auntie, share with your mama, share with your best friend, share with your grandma. Then when you are done sharing, head on over to Apple Podcasts and leave us a five-star review. Well, that's all I have for you. I'll see you out in these social media streets.